0: Previously on This Guy Sucks. This is going to sound crazy, but I am all over this Giants Cardinals game as the game of the week. Look for the Cardinals to come out strong, maybe even shut the Giants out in the first half behind the supercharged Joshua Dobbs outing. But the Giants have traditionally been a second half team under Brian Dayball, so it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit to see Daniel Jones lead the biggest comeback in Giants history using his arms and his legs. Welcome to this guy sucks with Chuck Bass. I am Chuck Bass and I don't know about any of you all but the fantasy suicide watch has started a little too early for my taste. When I pictured it all coming to an end it usually involved my wife Kanye West and an electric razor taped to a golf club but instead all I got was a six-foot fourth grader and Kenny Pickett and Deshaun Watson continuing to grab people where he was explicitly told not to. Down here? Uh, I'm actually. I just sat down. I'm just getting started. It's delicious, though. Thank you. I'll just go fuck myself. Oh okay. Sorry, what? But that's not terribly important right now. Let's just cut right to it. Let's get to our Chuck of the Week. And in a world full of crippling student loan debt, the constant threat of nuclear war, and nine seasons of The Masked Singer, an offense that is a matchup-proof nightmare is the best a little boy can dream of. A healthy Matthew Stafford has given birth to twins in Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua, 82 points between the two young bucks in two games. One against a soft maxi pad, that is the Seahawks defense, and the other was against a much more impressive and arguably top three defense in the 49ers. This is just one of those rare combinations of coaching, talent, and opportunity. Cooper Cup being out has really given the offense a chance to evolve into a better version of what it already was. And Cam Akers being out is just a universe saying that things are going to be okay. Uh, both of these guys look work to be worth every penny spent on them in fab bidding. So just go ahead and ride that wave until California inevitably sinks into the earth. Now, the only way to top co-MVPs for Chuck of the Week is to bust out a quad of sucks of the week. So for this suck of the week, we're going with Monday Night Football Look, I would much rather roll around in barbed wire with Magic Johnson than watch one more second of Derek Carr, Bryce Young, Kenny Pickett, and Deshaun Watson play football together. It was a comedy of errors, only without the laughing, as they took our beloved neck Chubb from us. Uh, arguably one of the most painful injuries I've ever seen and just devastating for any chub owners out there, so thoughts and prayers. Uh, the writer strike clearly continues to plague television as whatever scabs they brought in to fill airtime must have come fresh off of the HBO smash hit Velma. And I do have to give them credit for thinking that the ugliness of one game would be offset by the whorishness of two games. Uh, But sadly, only Progressive and State Farm are the winners here. Uh, Fuck Liberty Mutual, by the way. Here's a little fun fact. The last three Monday Night Football games have given us the DeMar Hamlin-Buffalo Bills uh, injury. Injury, uh, Life Scare. Let's go with Life Scare. The Aaron Rodgers Achille injury, and then the Nick Chubb knee injury. <laughs> Mondays, am I right? Fuck that. Let's get to the awards. This week's awards are no longer supported by Celsius after the backlash I received from last week's reads. So I am happy and proud to announce small business pioneer Starbucks as a supporter of the program going forward. Now, look, if you were to Google Starbucks right now, sure, you'd see some song and dance about them being the subject of a class action lawsuit violating consumer protection laws what corporation isn't the subject of some class action lawsuit right now i just don't get it this you know snowflake liberal generation with their ooh i want real fruit and my fruit drinks fuck off starbucks themselves released a statement saying that the names of the drinks reflect the flavor not the ingredients so grow up get a job Uh, Anyways, where was I going with that? The second thing that you'll find when you Google Starbucks is their new fruit beverage called Refreshers. Refreshers are made with real-tasting fruit juice. Grab them now. Let's get to the awards. Well, you moved out here. Man, I don't know. I quit wearing a watch and I moved out here. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. No, like my cell phone has a clock on it, so I don't really need it. Right, so it's basically the same thing. The You Gotta Do Something Award. Stop. Get down. Get down there. Remember, don't do anything. Nothing. Pop up. Well, you know, you got to do more than that because you're just laying right out. looks like you're boogie boarding. Just do it. Feel it. Pop up. Alexander Madison is not doing anything, and I'm truly all right with it. Uh, His combined stats over two games are 19 carries for 62 yards, zero rushing touchdowns. We weren't bullish on him coming into the year and now the real fruit of our anti-union labor is coming to fruition is that right that sounds wrong but whatever fuck it uh the guy has no vision and he cannot break a tackle to save jeffrey epstein's life we are two or more games away from ty chandler season which is all this offense really is missing because kirk is out there hanging dong after dong on these thongs the nuts award just a boy no that dude was a fucking man No, no no he's an asshole i can't believe i ever dated him oh You went nuts. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are dysfunctional. You were like one of those girls from Flavor of Love. (laughs) You were. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Bijan Robinson is a fucking man. In two games, he's got 225 all-purpose yards, 10 receptions, and one coach that will refuse to acknowledge that he's out of his fucking skull. I'm taking a walk right now on this entire Kyle Pitts situation, uh, but the fact that the trade-off is a phenom this impactful makes the pain a little bit more tolerable. Packers had a top ten run defense going into this game, and now it has fallen to a bottom ten run defense, and that is purely because of Bijan. Best of all, Tyler Algier had sixteen carries for a very pedestrian forty eight yards and zero touchdowns, further fueling the fire to move away from this committee and into a full time Bell role. Cherry on top is Bijan's 78% route participation in just two NFL games, which means that the plan to use him as a wide receiver is happening immediately. This is how you vault yourself into the Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, RB1 overall status with this kind of usage. Uh, Sadly, there is not a doctor within the continental United States that can do anything about my eight-day raging erection. The pants award. Just put some clothes on, okay? I'm not going to go put clothes on. I know what that means. If I put clothes on, it's over. Okay. Josh McDaniels, it's time to put on some pants. There were some heavy, heavy indicators. This game was coming between the bills bounce back narrative and the Raiders being the Raiders, but the kiss of death absolutely was Chris Sims picking the Raiders to win 24 20 in a game. They lost 38 to 10. He even said that they had the coaching advantage. Chris Sims is of course, famous for having the least amount of NFL football played to develop heavy onset CTE. Now look, The Raiders will continue to be cute and pick off games from some other bottom feeders like Denver and what have you. But as far as this experiment goes, uh, it's up there with the Stanford Prison Experiment and the Idol on HBO. Uh, You watch this team and you can just tell it's so poorly coached. So time for them to cut bait while most of your players are still in their prime. I do love what they have there between Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs is significantly better. Than what we're seeing from him right now. So there's something to be excited about, but uh you're gonna have to be patient on this one. The ex-boyfriend award. Did you see her ex-boyfriend? He is ridiculous. Well, Greg? I love Greg, man. I saw him beat up a guy with a starfish. Okay. That's just ridiculous. That guy was me. Who better to give this award to than former Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman? Look, the Ravens showed us two things on Sunday that should make anybody with any shares of this offense tits up. First, Lamar was unbelievable passing the ball from the pocket. He bought time with his legs, maneuvered around pressure calmly, and kept his eyes downfield. He doubled his air yards from five to nearly 10 against a pretty equally fierce Bengals defense and generally showed that he's ready to roll with Todd Munkin's scheme. Now, on to number two. He still ran the ball 12 times for 54 yards. Now you'd have to be a big fucking idiot to think that the rushing attempts were going to either regress significantly or go away in any manner. But the fact that he was able to spin both the passing and rushing plates at the same time rather than one or the other is kind of dominance. You want to see this early from a team that is in transition, a lot of new pieces, a lot of injuries on the offensive line as well. So, um, This really seems like it's going to be the floor and we're really excited to see them go up against some shittier teams. The crime scene, scene of the crime award. Take a look. What do you think? (laughs) I think it's going to be hard for her to re-enter the pageant without a face. It will be very hard for Dan Campbell to re-enter the pageant after I bite his fucking face off. Jamar Gibbs is second in total running back targets, first in running back target share, and second in broken tackle rate. But sadly, he's also first in fucking up huge plays and getting cucked by Craig Reynolds. David Montgomery leaves this game on a cart. Hope he does well. Love David Montgomery. And it has absolutely zero impact On a guy we can all easily envisioning becoming the next Alvin Kamara. This was not a defensive struggle. 68 points were scored in a game that went to overtime. And all Gibbs was able to musker was 57 total yards and seven receptions. That's late career Joe Mixon numbers. And if I wanted the Joe Mixon experience, I'd head down to the battered women's shelter. Use Gibbs more. The Lemons Award. Hey, here's the deal. When life gives you lemons, just say, fuck the lemons and bail. Hey, look, man, if you're attacked by a shark, are you going to give up surfing? Probably, yeah. When the NFL draft gives you two stud rookie quarterbacks, you just have to say, fuck tradition and bail. The Colts and Texans became box office overnight, and in a world where Mac Jones is leading the NFL with 96 passing attempts, I think we should all take a second and just be more grateful. Anthony Richardson is, as advertised, running Every play like it's a stampede and throwing darts significantly harder than they need to be thrown. CJ Stroud is definitely my major surprise though. I thought he could have had a successful career if he was surrounded by the right talent. Turns out he's capable of elevating the play of those around him with precision passing from the pocket and high football IQ. Both of these QBs are also doing their dirty work with substandard weapons outside of Michael Pittman and a patchwork offensive line. Uh, Usually I try to mix in a dose of inappropriate comedy into every segment, but I just love these two and I hope they can keep it up all year. Also, fuck Truffle Fries. The Dark and Ominous Award. The victim's penis was found behind the AC unit. Just go with the usual stuff, maybe. Something dark and ominous, like losing your penis is a bad thing. Oh, you want dark and ominous? Come on, I got Almond Brother tickets. I gotta get out of here. The supposedly game of the week with the highest over under at 51 points turned out not just to be the least highest scoring. Jesus, what the fuck kind of wording is that? The lowest scoring, but also the least watchable. Jags. Chiefs. This wasn't a defensive showdown or even a product of Florida's COVID-19 policies, although it might have been. The Jaguars were just horrific offensively, and the Chiefs still continue to operate from a lack of talent. Now, the Jaguars defense did force Mahomes to have the lowest success rate in any game of his entire career, uh, which is something to be proud about. Uh, But I mean, the Jaguars offense was the bottom of the barrel in almost every single efficiency metric. And Trevor Lawrence was especially bad, uh, finishing second to last in everything from EPA, completion percentage over expected and success rate. Zach Wilson was the only quarterback that was worse this week, uh, which honestly doesn't even count. It's games like this to that really, you know, make you realize why Doug Peterson was shanghaied out of Philadelphia. Uh, Press Taylor calling plays, which is something that you know we knew going into the game, but in the second half of the game, Doug Peterson had a play sheet in his hand and had his glasses on, which means that they're already abandoning things that don't seem to be working. Never a good sign for a growing offense. Uh, they're also the only team in the NFL that apparently doesn't believe in the goal line push as they attempted three consecutive passes from the one yard line in a game where they lost by one touchdown. Uh, coupled with the fact that they drafted Tank Bigsby for this very purpose has, it really makes you wonder how much influence Ron DeSantis is having over this team. The demo award. All right. So I came here to give you my demo. I just, I, I'm, I worship you and I just wanted to give you my demo. Just take a listen and, because and, you know what? You don't want to be the guy sitting there watching BBC and saying, Oh, I saw that guy. He was my waiter and I totally dismissed him like everyone else does in his life. And I totally, she was wrong because he's a major, major, major influence on me now. And I feel terrible. I really could have skewed negative here with the rim job the Bears offense is giving Justin Fields. Uh, but let's just throw a little sunshine Baker Mayfield's way. This guy was kicked around the, the league like a pasty rag doll for 13 months, asked to do shit like make the Browns good, make the Panthers good, make the Rams without Cooper Cup or Puka Nakua good. Um, that's just garbage. That's garbage to ask of somebody. Um, signs He signs with Tampa, and people immediately assume it's a tank job, honestly, myself included um but he, <laughs> he ranks top 10 in every single important passing metric except for completion percentage and that's basically because he's not out there pussying it around he's trying to make big boy throws everything that was missing from the Brady era like extending plays rolling outside of the pocket it's all happening and it's happening well because Baker is accurate and his weapons are ultra talented this is why i continue to believe that working as an executive in the NFL all it takes is a nice haircut and a little bit of nepotism, and you'll bust out some tenure in no time. The buy Yourself Award. Just, I'd like to grab some dinner, please. Okay, great. Is your uh, wife going to meet you? No. Is you just by yourself? Yeah. yeah. Sucks. Okay, so just one. All right, uh, here's your wine list, your menu. Come on. Do you want like a magazine or something? It's going to be boring if you're just sitting by yourself. I think I'll be all right. Thank you. I just would be so depressed. If you cropped off the score of both of these Chargers games and did not know the outcome, you would think that they were taking the bullet train straight to penetration station. Uh, but they remain unable to close the deal. There is a lot of blame to go around. Justin Herbert, though, I mean, the guy has 533 yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers in two games, and his dot has finally juiced up into the double digits, which is all we wanted with Kellen Moore coming into the fray. Uh, Austin Eckler was out, which um, certainly changes a level of explosion that the short and intermediate game has. Uh, But Herbert has had back-to-back weeks here with chance to win the games in the end and ends up farting in his own shit. However, the main culprit has to be Brandon Staley and the defense. The defense gave up three touchdowns against the Titans. One of the drives had a 70-yard pass, a 50-yard pass, and a drive that consisted of three personal foul penalties. Uh, the only reason Brandon Staley was hasn't been sawed in half is because he was brought in to be a defensive inno- innovator and a wild game strategist. Well, the Chargers have the 32nd rated defense in DVOA, and they punted uh, twice on fourth down within Titans territory. That's a poorly run chop shop, and uh, I think that's where the blame falls here. The do you like what you just saw award. Did you enjoy that? Do you like what you saw? That hurt a lot. But I know Sarah, and I'm pretty sure I just ruined her day. Only Daniel Jones and the New York Giants could have the biggest comeback in team history and still feel like plunky losers. Now, I know it's never easy going to Arizona and playing a team with all that fire in their gut, uh, but the Giants are a team that just does not have another gear. The second half had all the bells and whistles from a team people expected to see going into the season, but it does not cover up the fact that they were the first team since 1970 to allow 60 points scored before they scored even one point themselves. And they were really only one Darren Waller breakout game away from compulsory sterilization. Google it. The Devil Award. Maybe the problem is that you broke my heart into a million pieces, and so my cock doesn't want to be around you anymore. Because you know what I just realized? Huh? You're the goddamn devil! My cock just does not want to be around the 49ers anymore. Now, I know that sounds bad out of context, but it's even worse in context. Brandon Ayuk was well on his way to another ridiculous game until a relatively innocent play had him landing on and injuring his left shoulder. Now, he did continue to play after, and they say that it's nothing major, but this is just a classic throwback to our flaccid erect spotlight from last week. This always happens with the 49ers, and it ping pongs on who's it going to be. The second anyone on this team is rock hard, they take a pair of defibrillators and they clamp together like a baler on the fantasy erection. George Kittle cannot get involved. Debo is randomly back to being a 2021 Debo and Christian McCaffrey remains the best running back since prime Adrian Peterson, but the universe is coming for at least two of these guys and I'm not prepared to hold my breath when we find out which one it is. The Giant Baby Award. You can stop crying now. He's dead already. I'm not crying. You should stop crying. I don't cry. I'm not a baby. Really? Because you look like a gigantic baby. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that at all. <laughs> How long is too long to continue to cry about the Giant Baby the Jets have playing quarterback? Uh, while the entire basis of my podcast is to be as hyperbolic as possible, I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest that The Zach Wilson era in New York is the single biggest mistake in the NFL that doesn't involve a courtroom. Daniel Jones got the widest part of his anus turned inside out on national television against the same Dallas defense, and he still had efficiency metrics twice as good as Zach Wilson. It only took one week for Garrett Wilson to already be complaining and yelling at Wilson on the sidelines. God, is that confusing enough? And we already have Brees Hall complaining to the media that he's not getting enough touches. I know that there's not much you can do when the Cowboys sell out to stop the run because they are dying for the quarterback to pass. But what I do know is that I watched this entire game. You cannot find eight men in the box data online because no Jets running back had more than four carries in the entire fucking game. This offense cannot exist. Shenanigans all the way around. The City Planner Award wants me to do certain things that I find inappropriate. Let me just say that if God was a city planner, he would not put a playground next to a sewage system. Anytime we bring the Lord into the mix, there's a good chance we're talking about Mr. Unlimited himself, Russell Wilson, and I'm honestly going to swim against the stream a little bit on this one. I don't think the Broncos 0-2 start falls squarely on this man's rather obtuse shoulders. Sean Payton made the whole off season about how bad the previous coaching regime was. And it was a fuck factory, but just listen to this. Okay. On July 27th, Sean Payton says they couldn't get a play in worst coaching job in the history of the NFL. Now, fast forward to this last Monday, here's Sean Payton again to reduce slow play call operations. We've got to reduce our verbiage. He's basically making the same fucking mistakes. This guy is the same guy he was in New Orleans, which is to say he's a fucking idiot. He can draw up a nice play, but his coaching has waved bye-bye a long time ago. When you're up 21-3 to on the back of your quarterback throwing two touchdowns, blowing the game 33-35 is on you. The play calling was atrocious in the second half, and they were completely unprepared for the adjustments made from the commander's front seven. You find me a more embarrassing loss than blowing a huge lead to Sam Howell and Ron Rivera, and you can make out with my dad tonight. The Weed Award. Well, I would love to sell you some weed, Jeremy, but I'm at my fucking job right now. Obviously, because you called me at work, you know that I'm at my place of work. So I can't just leave here and sell you some weed. I can sell you some weed when I'm done. Hold on, I, I got to go. Mahalo. All right. Hey, how's it going? I would love to sell Mac Jones some weed. Love to sell him some mids. The guy needs it. He is so fucking tight. I don't know if him smoking weed would make him any better of a player or if it would make me like him anymore, but this is all just depressing. Nothing seems easy. I mean, every single pass is a 50 50 ball. And I don't know if that's, you know, due to the design of the offense or the fact that I might be faster than every single one of their pass catchers. This is what I was talking about with CJ Stroud. This isn't unexpected. You know, he doesn't have the kind of talent to elevate the offense and the defense is the better unit. But the more that they continue to lose, the more pressure everybody is going to feel. I will give him a little bit of a hall pass, though, for his ability to pop up these un- unadvised deep balls. The defender knows coming for five seconds. Uh, gives you a reason to tune in and gives us all a reason to laugh. Boop, 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 boop. Arnold Palmer alert. Arnold Palmer alert. Who wants some Arnie Palmies? <laughs> Sweetie, this one is the Baki right here. Well, there is the world-famous Arnold Palmer alert, which means it's about time to wrap this up. Oh, uh, Keep your heads up, guys. I know fantasy's kicking us all in the dick, but we've got 12 matchups to go, and players are already dropping like flies. Don't panic trade any of your guys, and don't anger drop the ones that are sucking dong, even though it is a good feeling. Trust me. Stand pat, and if you get smashed here in the next week or two, you can set the house on fire. But until then, cheers.